0: Hey everyone, Clifford Machingaifa here. Welcome back to the UnoDuo Learning Series where we present crowdsourced minimum actionable responses to important questions in 15 minutes or less. This is part one of a three-part series dedicated to distilling a handful of global Web3 trends like crypto, NFTs, the metaverse, and even AI, and observing how these trends might be unfolding uniquely within the African context. Insights will be presented by the effervescent Kate Byrne. But before we get stuck in... If you haven't already read our latest op-ed entitled Africa's Biotech Industry Can Deliver Social and Economic Returns, you definitely should. In the article, Indian South African blogger Biohack 2022, convener and program manager at Founders Factory Africa, Sona Mahindra, explains why she is bullish on biotech startups, particularly in South Africa. It's quite an insightful read, and you can find a link to the article in the show notes wherever you're listening right now, or check it out at africantechroundup.com. And a big thank you to the Cello Community Fund for getting behind African Tech Roundup's upcoming season of blockchain-themed learning content. Over the next several months, you can look forward to more Unajua podcasts like this one, You can look forward to exclusive interviews with innovators from Africa's blockchain scene and and insight-filled written think pieces and op-eds by entrenched specialists and talented journalists and even live interactive Twitter spaces where you can be part of the conversation. To make sure you don't miss a thing, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at African Roundup or search for African Tech Roundup on Facebook and LinkedIn to find and follow our profiles there. And of course... If you'd like to learn more about CELO's mission to build a financial system that creates the conditions for prosperity for everyone, visit www.celo.org. And if you want to apply for the Cello Community Fund grant like the one making this podcast possible, head to www.celocommunityfund.org. Now. Kate Byrne is an experienced strategic self-starter intent on channeling her many years of hands-on experience in traditional and new media, fintech, and tech community building to create useful products people need and love. Kate has served as a C-suite executive leader at blue chip brands such as Catapult X, Socap Global, Inc., Fast Company, and the George Lucas Education Foundation. She is currently Chief Impact Officer of PopVenture, a new financial system that aims to give everyone an opportunity to invest in entrepreneurs and innovations that will impact all our lives. Kate is also the host of two great podcasts worth checking out, Women Advancing and Rebels with a Purpose. So, are NFTs over? Well, listen in for Kate's nuanced take on the state of the global NFT scene and what we might expect in terms of its evolution. Here she is.
1: What the NFT? Are NFTs over? After the meltdown, this is still a space. Is there a there there? Well, in my opinion, there's been much a hullabaloo that the recent NFT meltdown is a demonstration of the beginning of the end of the whole NFT space. I couldn't disagree more. I believe it's merely the end of the beginning, an end that every new technology goes through as it begins to find its way. In other words, NFTs are at the end of one curve and the beginning of a new one. In fact, the market now boasts a size of 3 billion and research suggests that the NFT market is going to rebound from its current meltdown trend by beginning of 2023. But frankly, really not hit its drive till 2027. At that point, it's expected to be nearly four times what it is now, coming in at about $13.6 billion. So the underlying concept of even creating these digital assets is fundamentally really important, especially as Web3 starts to really take off. So NFTs need to reset so that new users can start experimenting and entrepreneurs can really start providing better value and true democratization to the digital tech space. So while the NFTs all started as collectibles and tradables, that was for the early adopters. And let's remember, there are five stages of any kind of adoption. There's innovators, the early adopters, the early majority, the late majority, and the laggards. So more and more people now are starting to see that NFTs can be vehicles beyond just art and fun that they can play with and learning how to use the tech, but they can actually be used as vehicles for product launches and fundraising. Some are even looking to impact investing through it. Most important, though, is the community building ability of them, which is a unique element. And that giving voice to the marginalized communities that can lead to a whole new kind of democracy, something that we all have to agree really is so much needed. Now, since the crash, there have already been three new use cases that show promise. One is sharing revenues. So when an investor buys an artist's NFT, they may also get the rights to the income generated from their music. This is a concept that can be implemented by tokenizing revenue rights, right? This business model greatly benefits all the independent artists they can receive money in advance to cover production and marketing expenditures while keeping the ownership of their work. Users are then contributing money to musicians that they believe have a chance of success and then hoping to partake in their success. This is going to give investors a reason to keep the assets and wait because the value of those rates will increase as the artist's popularity grows. Next, we've all seen a lot of tokenized tickets and fan clubs, meaning that when people are buying tickets to exclusive events or join fan clubs, they're able to be interested in the benefits of the the digital passes rather than selling them. Holding onto them gives them greater value. Finally, we're starting to see tokens being used for charitable causes. You know, we know that a lot of celebrities did an incredible amount of boasting about all the work that they had done. But I have to say, it's impressive that a portion of the money from the initial sale can really go towards the nonprofit organization, and then it can work to reduce specific causes that they care deeply about, such as reducing carbon emissions and fighting climate change. Something that I know a lot of people question is the crypto space friend or foe to the environment. And I would say that more and more players who are getting into the space are making sure that in fact, it is a friend. But the trend isn't even limited just to the music business. It's also things such as UNICEF. They did a whole NFT collection last year to gather donations for school connectivity. And if you think about it, using this kind of logic, if an investor invests in tokens to reduce something like carbon emissions, they are not going to necessarily want to gamble them because they see that the transactions can potentially cause pollution. So what needs to happen to make people regain faith in NFTs? Well, I have to say the new future of NFTs should see the tech break free of a lot of cryptocurrency ups and downs. And it should enable more people who are more accustomed to using paper currency to engage. And one thing that we've got to do, we've got to start seeing more utilities in the NFTs. Once it has genuine uses, in addition to just the artistic merit. And finally, as I just mentioned, the piece about the environment We need to see a move and a shift away from Ethereum to a more stable, environmentally friendly and economic blockchains. These tend to be much more low energy and carbon neutral, and they offset the emissions by planting trees. So NFTs included, when we're looking at, say, some of the practices of Polygon token, for example, they've discovered and they've state that it costs the same amount of energy to mint one of their NFTs on its blockchain as it does to send three emails. So we have to see that there's got to be a huge amount of energy that now has to start shifting. And that's why so many people are worried about the real impact and the craze could have on the environment. So at this point, there really hasn't been a lot of value for NFTs. And I think that's one of the reasons why, just like in the dot-com era, there was Sock Puppet, there was GazoomType.com. These are all true names way back when in the dot-com era. And like anything, you really, really have to have a, there has to be a there there behind your business idea. So utility is going to be the watchword of this second phase of NFT development. And as blockchain ecosystem matures, it should allow these NFT holders to have a value Preposition beyond just the aesthetic. NFT should integrate with existing application and contexts such as messaging, payments, and gaming. And NFTs enable access to unique experiences or perk, which is what a lot of the different sports channels are starting to do. And that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of bullish on what's going to happen next in this next chapter because of the early actions that some of the key large industries are taking and bringing them to life and doing it really well. Finance has started to get in the game. And the two that have gotten the greatest visibility on this is gaming and sports. They've taken the lead in the NFT space, and they've provided a good window to the potential expansive use of them. Sports fans around the world are characterized by passion for their team. And so now sporting teams and leagues are always looking for compelling ways to engage and monetize with their fan base. So sporting leagues right now worldwide are working hard to update their digital strategies in an already saturated media environment. It's why so many folks such as ESPN, and Nike and Adidas have all taken to the NFT space. But beyond memorabilia, they have the potential to open the door to a broad range of digital experiences that can really expand. Right now, the technology hasn't been so great. Harvard actually held an alumni reunion that demonstrated the need for increased operability of the technology, but it's at least a beginning. And from that we can learn. Other big name brands that are eyeing NFTs are using it as an attractive new revenue stream. So I mentioned Nike, Adidas, Coachella, the Super Bowl, even Dolce Gabbana, a very high exclusive brand, is deep into the use of NFTs. And that while they've been using them in fairly standard ways to offer collectible digital wearables and such, some are trying new ideas. Some are trying fragrances that are going to be sense in the metaverse. The US basketball team has gotten involved as well, and going beyond creating things such as trading cards embedded with iconic basketball moments. Some even have a plan to add virtual jewelry. Now To me, the most important piece of a lot of this is giving IP control to a community. And by doing this, we enable the users to take a spin into new directions and that a parent brand can actually then learn from and build products together with the community it sells to. Using blockchains and NFTs offers both primary and secondary resale rights. So the artists are always paid. And that means that the community is then really enjoying and supporting the artists that they love most. Other areas that I would keep on in terms of what's going to happen in the coming months with regards to NFTs are NFT personalities. More celebrities are going to be getting in the game. Digital tagging and ownership. In the future, everything's going to have NFT. Right now, sure, we're starting about sort of low-hanging fruit, right? Art and music. But soon and coming on its heels are things such as seeds other opportunities for buying food. And everything you buy is going to have a digital footprint that lets you know who owns what. Think about, you know, right now in farms, we always want to support the farmer. Well, this is going to become the next generation of this. And having digital tags to physical items and experience is beginning to happen already. It opens up a lot more opportunities to build interesting things with a lot greater transparency. We're gonna start providing in real life experiences, otherwise known as IRL. If you're supporting an NFT project, it means you're investing in a community and one that rewards those who will be supporting them. As American Express said so many years ago, membership has its benefits and we're starting to see a great shift to music. Music and NFTs have begun to get a lot stronger. And when we saw that Jack Dorsey stepped down as Twitter CEO to run Block, his whole aim was to get streaming services such as Tidal to start adopting music NFTs. Live music and broadcast platforms enable a person to broadcast live shows and even stream your music from Apple Music and Spotify and it's legal, something that wasn't the case before. And platforms like, say, Stationhead, they're going to exist in and across the metaverse where listeners can drop in and chat or release their own music. NFTs on the blockchain are going to then go ahead and reward the fans who follow a band or track royalties from musicians. This can lead to an NFT club member being sourced to animation, video, and more. You can even be in the videos that your favorite musicians are creating. Perhaps I think the most exciting piece of all is it's really going to take off when Apple enters the game. That's when we're really going to start seeing the metaverse take off simply because it's got a seamless approach to UX and UI. And some say this will really push Web3 to the next level as well, just as they did with the App Store. Some current thinking is there won't be one metaverse, but many. It's going to be a decentralized mix of apps, events, spaces and platforms there's a lot of skepticism around the artist formerly known as facebook now meta and the likelihood that they will try to centralize that metaverse in an effort to make it their metaverse thereby defeating the point so to me as malcolm forbes once said failure is success as long as you learn for so this future puts the onus squarely on us what have we learned from embracing the nfts so hungrily What are we going to do with the learnings as a result? To me, the piece that's most fascinating is how quickly this space took off, faster than the VC market and faster, definitely, than the ESG market in finance. So clearly, people are recognizing that there needs to be a change. There needs to be a shift. There needs to be greater equity. And I believe that eventually down the line, NFTs are going to play a critical piece in this.
0: Right. Be sure to catch the next installment in this Unajua series to hear Kate's take on how the world is taking to the meltdown in crypto markets. Is the current global economic slowdown an opportunity for the world to reimagine money via crypto? Well, join us next time to find out. In the meantime, this is where you can get involved. Click on the Unajua link in the show notes wherever you're listening or click here on the microphone icon on the right-hand side of your screen if you're listening from the africantechroundup.com website to leave us a 60-second voice note reacting to this episode. Or you can tweet us using the hashtag unajua series or leave us a DM at African Roundup. That said, we'd really love it if you can leave us a voice note, though, so that we can scale your views on a future podcast. Okay, so that's it for now. Until the next time, take it easy, Africa.